Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Hello, this is Marianne McGuire of Let Go and Know. It's lovely to be with you. So I want to talk about the subject of relationships, conscious relationships, because it's just so important. We have relationships with everyone and everything in our lives, and even things that you may not think about, such as your relationship with money. For example, you know, is it always there for you? Is it never around? Whatever that may be. So we really do have relationships with everything in our lives. And it, it adds such value and ease to our lives if we can have conscious relationships. It just makes life so much easier. And really, that's what it's all about. You, you just want ease so that you can enjoy life, so that you can enjoy life. So I'd love to share some practical tips to help you in your relationships with your partner, your children, your family, and so on. I found there is a way of being, a fundamental ground that makes all of the difference in relationships and it makes space open up and brings ease into your life and those you relate with. That way of being, when you go deep, has to do with oneness and being present, which I'll go into later. But just say you can't get there, you know, you're a bit stressed and you you just feel that's a little bit far away and you can't get there, so to speak. In truth, there is no getting there because you're not separate from it, but you know what I mean. One thing I'd say that's like a magic wand to cut away so much stress and to save you many arguments is to practice or to choose to be honest about what you're feeling and where you're coming from. Now, this sounds so simple, but it's it's really quite transformational uh, for people who might find themselves having you know a lot of arguments. So, for example, if you are in an argument with your partner, say, about something, and you noticed a pattern, you know, you're arguing about the same thing over and over, just go within, simply close your eyes and ask, what's this about? What's this about? And it doesn't take much to find out the light of your attention will reveal it to you. So you may argue over shopping, for example, you know, buying things that aren't necessary. But when you go within, when you go within and understand that on a deeper level, what you're really concerned about is basic security, then an understanding can happen. And when you say this or share this honestly with your partner, instead of raised voices and fighting over the purchase or the purchases, you could simply calmly say, I'm afraid. I feel afraid that we won't have enough and it makes me feel so insecure. And I thought about it and what's come up for me is just a fear of, believe it or not, being homeless or starving. Because that's what can come up. That When you go deep, this is what comes up and it can be quite surprising. So whatever it is, just share that with your partner 
and it just takes the charge out of the argument immediately. Say it like that, just calmly, not in an accusing way or pointing out what's wrong with the other person, but just about being honest about the situation um, and how it makes you feel. And it totally takes the charge out of the argument. And a loving partner will stop and talk about it with you, in a, just in a calm way, because the charge will dissipate. So it's all about letting go of the need to prove a point and more about sharing what's really going on. It's a shift into vulnerability that yields beautiful results. It really does. I do this with my own husband. We don't have arguments. We've never actually had arguments. But if I sense one <laughs> or feel myself being stirred, I do this. I do this. I'll just go out for a few moments and go, okay, what's really going on? And I go within and, and I just find out what's going on. And when you do it in this really honest way, it just diffuses the energy because another person won't feel the need to protect themselves from accusation if all they need is honesty and vulnerability. And of course, this works uh, and applies to other relationships, such as ones with teenagers and children. So on that note, this can be related to wounding. If you find yourself having repetitive arguments, it could have to do with a wound. So the sooner that you give your attention to that, the sooner you can feel lighter and happier from the release or the integration of that energy. It really is actually quite simple. And remember, this is kind of a biggie for parents. Don't project your wounds onto others, especially your children. It's so easy to be triggered by children. So, for example, if they don't listen and you have to ask them to do something 10 times and the emotions building and you feel awful because they never listen, you may even have the awareness that the reason you're being triggered is because when you were a child, no one ever listened to you. So what I'd say is don't project this out onto them. Don't take it personally realize that they aren't doing anything to you. They aren't deliberately not listening to you to annoy you. <laughs> they're just being children. This is kind of what children do when they're allowed. They're just doing what they want to do. So it's imperative that we give our attention to our child within and fill that part of ourselves up and love ourselves so that the situation feels neutral. It's so powerful. It's actually quite simple, as I said, very, very powerful. That feeling of neutrality is actually really beautiful and powerful and comes from going beyond the duality of the situation, beyond the judgment and the judgment of good or bad or right or wrong, and just seeing the truth of it all and allowing yourself to smile at it. And again, the, the energy can dissipate. And when you do this, everything changes. You can become centered and you realize that everything is within you and you no longer need to look outside of yourself for fulfillment when you go within. So when you go within, it really is the ultimate fulfillment because you stop looking outside of yourself and you take your power back. 
So for example, speaking of relationships, if you're looking for a soulmate to complete you, please don't. You are complete already. I really wanted my soulmate years ago and I knew I would meet him. But it was because I desired someone to share my life with, not because I wanted someone to complete me. I wouldn't have been, if I'm honest, attracted to a man who wanted me to fix him in that way. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't lonely without him. I'm just saying that I sensed when I did meet him that he was solid, like me. So you have to come from oneness. And it's fine to fail and not have everything together. I didn't have everything together in my life. It's an ongoing process for all of us. It's an ongoing evolution. So it's fine to fail, not have everything together in your life and to make mistakes and all of that. But you can't look outside of yourself for someone to come along and make everything okay for you. It's too much responsibility to put on someone's shoulders. So even if you don't fully know who you are, and you won't, none of us fully know who we are. We won't as long as we're here in the physical because it's too... It's too much. It's too magnificent. It's too much to absorb cognitively. Just be aware that you are whole already. You are divine love already. And don't chase it. Which leads me to touch upon another aspect of relationships, which is the relationship you have with yourself. Because when you look outside of yourself for love of any sort, be it in a partner or even in family of origin, where you expect to be treated with respect and love and you haven't been, and so you're waiting for the day when it happens, any relationship where you feel compromised in this way will have you feeling empty unless you allow the truth of who you are to be felt. You have to begin or continue to love yourself. And if you find it difficult to do that, because it is difficult in the beginning, we're not raised to do this. We're not raised to do this. Just start with small steps and start with accepting yourself. That's, that's hugely powerful in itself. And work your way up to feeling warmth towards yourself. Feeling warmth towards yourself. I mean, you're so amazing. You've come this far. Feel warmth towards yourself. So just work your way up. Work your way up to loving yourself. Small steps. If you had a childhood of feeling small, unseen, unheard and unloved, it leaves its wounds. Now, these wounds do offer gifts, which is the beautiful revelation that you can come to later in life. And they can be transformed to serve you. It's so fascinating how the process about this and how it relates to how your wounds relate to finding your life's purpose. It's so illuminating for those who are searching for their purpose. So what I'd say is make the time to build a relationship with yourself. Give yourself a little bit of time with this, even if it's only a couple of minutes a day. Obviously, the longer, the better. But, you know, I know know we're busy and all that, but this is huge, hugely important. What do you love to do? Bring yourself on a date and do that thing. The relationship that you develop with yourself is so rewarding. Beyond that, it's crucial if you're a spiritual seeker, because you can't really feel a connection with the divine until you feel the connection with yourself first. It's one and the same anyway. 
So that's a obviously a very intimate relationship, the one you have with yourself. And then talking about conscious relationships again, we have relationships with everybody and, you know, everything around us. So, for example, even strangers, even people you come across in your day, we're all connected on one level. So I feel it's important to relate. Obviously, this is an obvious thing to say, but I'm talking about strangers as well, just to relate to people, others with respect. I mean, imagine if we all did that, what would the world be like? So, for example, for all my adult life, I've opened doors for people and where appropriate, you know, smiled at others just to brighten their day a bit, or they might be feeling lonely or down. And I like to connect also with customer service um, representatives by remembering their names and then just saying something at the end, thanking them and how helpful they've been. And it usually surprises them, you know, after 20 minutes talking to them, somebody would remember their name. But I've got a thing. I love to acknowledge people and I love to see them happy or appreciated. Speaking of opening doors for people, I don't have an issue with holding a door open for a man, for example. I think there's a lot of, you know, gender, that old relationship thing between genders. That's really charged as well. It makes absolutely no difference to me whether it's a man or a woman or a child, because we all come from the same place ultimately. And if we all respected that in each other, the world would be a peaceful place. I mean, I was a feminist. I know a lot of women aren't into this. A lot of women were like, what? I'm not going to open the door for a man. Uh, And they don't like being helped in any way. And I, I, I get where they're coming from. But I was a feminist when I was younger. I mean, I still am. In that, I fully want wanted and want equality for women and for women to be valued and appreciated and respected. It's it, obviously, you know. And though, if a man was being treated badly, I'd want the same for him. It's not so much always about gender, I feel. It's about truth. The truth of who we are and relating to that in each other. You know, that connection, those relationships. It reminds me of a nun, actually, I knew, and she wasn't liked. How can I put this politely? I felt she was very strict, you know, she was a a teacher, and I felt that she wasn't understood. So I gave her a chance. And the truth of it was that instead of seeing a person in a habit, you know, habit is the, the, what they wear, you know, what nuns wear, who was strict and conditioned by decades of uh, being institutionalized by the church for God knows how many decades, I actually saw a girl. And it wasn't a conscious decision. It's just something I saw, something I saw and related to. And I developed a relationship with her from this space, although I only realized it years later. And she was completely different around me. I brought something out in her because of where I was focusing my attention and the relationship I had with her. I just didn't relate to her in the way that everybody else did. I didn't see what they saw. I mean, I I understood it, obviously. I I could see it. I was aware of it. But pretty much I saw an 18-year-old young woman and I saw her innocence. And because I wondered later on why she responded warmly towards me and this must have been why because I came from a space of love and acceptance and I saw something others didn't see but it's there I actually see these things in everyone it's a it's a gift that I have I see people beyond their conditioning and who they really are and then beyond that into the 
the light of who they are even deeper. And if we all just allowed ourselves to relate to each other from a space of truth, to allow a glimpse of oneness to emerge in our awareness and respond from there, everything would change. People would relate to us differently. I mean, it's with everything. Again, relationships with everything because it's all connected. Like even animals. When you look into the eyes of an animal, when you see the beingness in the eyes of an animal and relate to that animal with respect and love, it will respond differently to you. And you can communicate through a field of awareness that we all share because we're all connected. And when you open to love in this way, your life can flow and creativity can flow and ideas can flow and vibrant health can flow and it gets things moving in your life. And it's to do with conscious relationships and with everything and everyone in your life. It's kind of an energetic softening that happens when you shift from relating to others primarily from your ego to conscious relating, becoming aware and loving. Watch how life flows. Watch how life blossoms as you touch truth. And speaking of that, another way to put it would be presence. When you come from presence and not from your ego, which will have you dwelling on what happened in the past or overly concerned about the future, then space can open up and change can occur. Like what I was saying in an argument, for example, it can change in an argument, it can change the relationship and in your life. And, you know, sometimes that's what we want, change to occur and things to get better and evolve. And I've practiced this myself, for example, meeting up with difficult people. And when I chose to be myself and remain present, responding to what was occurring in the moment, rather than living from what had happened in the past, it was remarkable to me how well things went. Now, that's not to say that there are times when we need to to remove ourselves from people who treat us badly. But sometimes we may have to have these encounters. And when you choose to come from presence and be yourself and choose the outcome before you meet them, an ease and a spaciousness occurs that will surprise you. Again, speaking of presence, we even have a relationship with the present moment. I mean, when you go deeper, you realize that you are intrinsically part of presence and you're not separate from it. So when you go deeper, you don't relate to it because you're not separate from it. But in our everyday living, I'm talking about, we can change our relationship with the present moment and choose to no longer focus on the past or the future and instead to rest in the awareness of presence. And what you're really doing is resting in the awareness of who or what you really are. So let presence, your own truth, be the foundation for your relationships. And you'll experience how sweet life can be in the full spectrum of it all. You can feel a scintillating peace underneath your experiences so that You can feel joy during sadness 
and peace under irritation and love beneath fear. I'd love it if you experimented with this, with this energetic softening that can happen when you shift from relating to others, primarily from your ego, maybe, to conscious relating, to becoming aware and becoming more loving. And watch how your life flows. I loved being with you. And if you want any more information, you can pop over to letgoandknow.com. Until next time, much love. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.